What you are about to hear is a labor of love, our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock She's got balls. Yay! 
can play with balls to this Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, I'm getting used to doing these cold opens now. I think I'm going to do that uh, more often than not at this point. Yeah, it just makes uh, for a tighter show, in my opinion. There's already the intro up front, so I I just don't like to wait too long to get to the music. So hopefully you feel the same way. Uh, you know, obviously I hope you enjoy me as a host, but you know, uh, I, I tend to want the music to be the draw, but anyway, that all being said, uh, now I'm going to explain what the theme is for today and with, uh, hopefully not too long of an explanation, but what you heard there at the top of the show, that was ACDC, a very rare live track, at least uh, up until a recent point. 
uh, I, I'm always fascinated by hearing Brian Johnson sing the Bon Scott material. And the deeper, the better. And at that point, uh, at that particular time, you probably couldn't get a deeper track besides maybe like a, an Australia-only song than something like She's Got Balls, which was originally off of the uh, High Voltage album, at least in the States. I think it might have been TNT over there in Australia. But, you know, just hearing Brian Johnson sing a, a non-obvious Bon Scott song, that's really cool to me. So I seek out those things, especially as an ACDC fan. But what we're doing here on the show is we're going to do uh, an odds and ends episode, kind of the beginning of a longer odds and ends series. I will revisit this uh, more often than not from time to time here. I'm not going to do all of these in a row here, but basically to explain to you what I'm doing, and let me get to the point here. Uh, so I recently got a new computer. It was time for a new computer. Actually, it was overly time for a new computer. Seems like all these other programs, they would update, including like, you know, iTunes and Amazon Music and stuff that I would actually get music from. And the computer that I was using at home and even just to do this show was so old, uh, you know, it had just been passed by. So it was time, got a new computer, no complaints. Uh, there was a little bit of growing pains as there is with technology, but I'm finally getting the hand of it here. And with that came me having to redo my iTunes library, like uh, as a whole. Uh, for those of you who you know use the iTunes library, uh, as I do, uh, you know you may not be that interactive with it in the sense. But uh, for the purpose of doing the show here, I actually have like a lot of folders that I make, and most importantly, I do one for like each year, and it's painstaking because uh, there's so much stuff to go through. There's a lot of songs here. I I've worked in CD shops or you know secondhand CDs pretty much my whole adult life almost in addition to working records and things like that. So I've accumulated a lot of CDs over the years. I do buy the occasional download, things such as that. But there's a lot of stuff to go through. And like I said, I'm making these year files, and it's just, it's real tedious, but my brain can't not do it. Some of you may understand that. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Okay. But by doing this, I was like, okay, you know, I really enjoy doing the odds and ends episodes so much when I get around to doing them that I figured this would be a cool way to do kind of a new twist on odds and ends. And basically I'm just going to play a bunch of songs over time here. And since I've been going in alphabetical order, this is going to be an alphabetical odds and ends, you know, mini series, I guess, that's ongoing. So I hope you enjoy it. So I kick things off there with ACDC, of course, doing She's Got Balls. And that was live at Irvine Meadows, California, somewhere in 1986 on the Who Made Who tour. And, you know, the, I, I love that era, especially that's kind of where I came in on being like a big ACDC fan. Like Who Made Who was really my gateway to the band. And they were rocking You Shook Me All Night Long Again as a single. So you couldn't really do much wrong with ACDC there in 86. But I just love that there's a show there where Brian sings She's Got Balls. And this is what the odds and ends are all about. It's songs you may not have heard over the years. For longtime friends of the show, you know this, but in case you're new... The Odds and Ends, which is what I call this series and these kind of songs, are songs that are put on albums. Uh, not, not so, I was going to do the Labyrinth line. That's where you put them to forget about them. No, but uh, songs that get, you know, from live albums, soundtracks, and sometimes other songs that are dumped because they don't have a, a home anywhere. EPs, tribute albums, single-only releases. Uh, that's more and more of a thing lately, you know, if they don't wind up on a proper, you know, full-length studio record. Things such as that. Basically songs that are going to get forgotten on the end of the year critics list. So, you know, I try to give them a home here. The Island of Misfit Toys. And of course this podcast here, Rock Strikes 10, is the perfect place to do something like that. 
So yeah, we're going to do at least two parts uh, dealing with the letter A specifically. And since it's, uh, since I'm doing it iTunes proper, it's not going to be like last name kind of thing. Like if the band or the person starts with the letter A, they're going to be in this A series uh, because that way it doesn't complicate things for me. And plus this is how it shows up, you know, in iTunes. So there you go. It's not going to be all the A's you're expecting, some that you're definitely not expecting for sure. Oh yeah, and before I get to the next song, just to point out like where I got that, that's not, I, I want to say it's from a bootleg, but it's not legally, officially a bootleg. It's that weird thing that's going on. For those of you who are like hardcore music fans, you've been to the vinyl stores lately and stuff such as this, or even just see them listed like on an Amazon or any kind of online shopping store, there's been a wave, a massive, massive wave of these radio soundboard live shows that have popped up over the last, you know, five, at least five years, maybe even more, actually, probably in the last decade. And it seems to me like they're just either legal or people aren't pursuing uh, lawsuits pending against them because they seem to be everywhere and they seem to be in the legitimate stores of the world. And, uh, you know, of course, on places like Amazon who aren't supposed to sell bootlegs. So all these radio shows just popped up, and I guess it's just some sort of, like, maybe enough time went by from these recordings that they're now just considered public domain because they never got grabbed by the artist or licensed from them, things such as that. But there's definitely some sort of legal loophole that uh, makes these things exist, at least uh, from a legal standpoint. And that's where I got this from. You'll probably be able to find this particular show in different incarnations and different releases, but I got a really good deal a few months ago on this... Uh, CD box set. It's a 10 CD set. It's called ACDC on a Highway to Hell Live. And it's got like 11 different live shows from different radio broadcasts. Some full length, mostly full length, a few not, but you know, like just like I said, getting to hear a rare track such as Brian Johnson singing She's Got Balls makes a set like this totally worth it. There's even a cool full length bootleg from the Fly on the Wall tour from Reunion Arena in Dallas, Texas. The not there anymore reunion arena where the home sweet home video was shot and where turbo live by judas priest was shot things such as that but that performance was from 1986 and speaking of 1986 the next song is from that great year of music and one of the cooler more noteworthy releases in 1986 in my opinion is kind of forgotten about uh, unless you're maybe like a big dio guy but the stars album the stars charity album under the name here aid uh, you know, which of course has the big stars, you know, metal version of We Are The World type single. Uh, but if you bought the full length album, you got some killer tracks that went along with it. Mostly previously unreleased or hard to find live tracks from certain artists. Uh, and I'm going to play you one right here. And of course, we're doing the letter A, so let's go with Accept. One of Germany's finest right here. And uh, here's a really cool live version from the Stars album of a song that originally came off their Metal Heart album, which came out the year before in 1985. So here you go. This is the great Accept with the great Udo Dirkschneider on vocals with Up to the Limit.
All right, there you go. That was Accept with Up to the Limit from the Stars album, the Hearing Aid Stars album. If you can find that physically, get it. There's a live track from Kiss. There's a Jimi Hendrix song on there. It's, it's a really neat comp. And, of course, you get the great Stars single on there as well. Hope you enjoyed that. I think we got a really great two-part here focusing on all my odds and ends that start with the letter A. Going through my iTunes library, I appreciate you coming along with me on this journey. It makes my tedious, really lengthy work kind of worth it and justifies it in my head. So thank you, friends. Uh, Moving on here, here's one. With the seemingly endless amount of KISS podcasts out there, I don't think anyone's played this. I could be wrong, but I'm going to go ahead and brag that I'm the only show playing it. But this Kiss-related track is off of a really obscure, hard-to-find compilation. And I remember seeing the ad for this in this particular magazine and being like, man, I need to get this because I love pretty much everybody on here. It's a compilation called Smell the Fuzz. And it was a compilation put out by Guitar World magazine. And I was a big, huge Guitar World reader and active player back in the 90s for sure. So I remember seeing the ad for this around the mid-90s, I think around 94, 95 is when it popped up. And I think they did two comp albums, and this being the more popular for me of the two. And yeah, it's got so many cool people on there. All my guitar heroes, great people. Billy Corgan's on there, Kim Thale, John Christ, a really cool stellar list of performers. And uh, Alex Lifeson, of course, legendary Alex Lifeson. And this guy right here. So here's an instrumental by Ace Fraley you may have never heard before off of this little compilation called Smell the Fuzz. This is Ace with a song called Cherokee Boogie.
right, there you go. A cool instrumental jam right there from Ace Fraley. That was from 1996 and the Smell the Fuzz album. And I actually had to go and double check to make sure I actually still had the physical CD while that was playing. And I do, in fact. I actually, it's officially Guitars That Rule the World Volume 2, Smell the Fuzz, because the, the first volume of the guitar player comp was called The Guitars That Rule the World. Great players on that as well. There's There's so many great players on both of these. And also in the Smell the Fuzz, you got great players such as Robert Fripp and Billy Sheehan and stuff like that. Just a really cool thing. If you're into guitar stuff, then definitely seek these out. Find them any way you can. If you have trouble finding them, let me know. See what I can do. Uh, by the way, you know, if you're listening and you're a big Kiss nerd like I am, you might actually care who the personnel is on that Ace Fraley track right there. And uh, two people I've never heard of. So, interesting. So maybe you know. If you know who th these people are, I didn't Google them. Uh, but on bass guitar there was Saul Zonana, and on drums a guy named Phil Richford. So there you go. A little power trio action there with Ace doing an instrumental track from 96. Maybe you never heard it before. All right, moving on here. I mentioned one of the criterias for being in the Odds and Ends series uh, are tribute albums. And I have quite a few tribute albums. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely critical, like a lot of people, of tribute albums. They're mostly on the average, maybe half good if you luck out. Uh, but there's one, one, one of the better ones, in my opinion, uh, was done for Iggy Pop. And the album is called We Will Fall. A bunch of cool performances on there, mostly punk bands or at least alternative bands. And this one right here, I'm actually going to tell you the name of the band. They're definitely more famous under a different moniker. But for a really weird, dark joke, they went with a pseudonym name for the tribute album. I thought that was real interesting and even credited as this, you know, fake name, basically, on the tribute album, you have to go look into the personnel credits like I just did with the A song to actually figure out, oh, it's actually just this band. Uh, so I'll let you kind of guess. Kind of an unmistakable voice, in my opinion. Uh, so you should be able to pretty much suss it out from the get-go. But, uh, you know, let's have a little fun with it. So I'll give you the pseudonym, the official name that it was put under for this track, and then I'll tell you who they really are once the song is over. Deal? Okay. So here you go from the We Will Fall Iggy Pop tribute album. This is a band called Adolph's Dog and their version of Ordinary Bummer. I don't 
Sometimes we do bad things None other times we do good And then sometimes from something bad Comes something very, very good Right, there you go. The unmistakable voice right there of Debbie Harry and her cohorts and Blondie. Yes, Adolph's dog is Blondie, which I had to look this up because I am very crude on, you know, not not that it's not fascinating, but I'm not one of those World War II buffs. But yes, apparently Adolf Hitler's dog was named Blondie. B-L-O-N-D-I. So, yeah, and, and just for that reason, I think for this moniker, Adolf's dog, they actually spelled it a-D-O-L-P-H. So, wow. So there you go. Adolph's Dog, a.k.a. Blondie, their version of Iggy Pop's Ordinary Bummer. That's an obscure song anyway, despite it being a, a cover of a, a non-popular Iggy Pop song from Zombie Birdhouse. Uh, interesting album there as well. I, I, I love that track especially, uh, just because it, it's it got that great Prince vibe because they're using a Lindrum on it, and hearing a Lindrum in the late 90s is nothing I was used to, so it really took me back. So I really appreciate that track for a lot of different reasons. I hope you enjoyed it as well. But we're going to stick with the cover songs here and get over to this one. This is off of a covers EP and a band I'm not like a huge fan of, although I'm a fan of the personnel. Uh, you know, I just, they just haven't hit it with me. But, you know, I enjoy a fun cover song here and there. And so I enjoy their cover EP. And I'm definitely going to send this one out, especially to my CNJ cohort, Pete LaRussa, over on the great I Am Vinyl podcast. Go listen to that show if you're not listening to it already. Great quality show. You can really feel the love that Pete has for the music, hopefully like you do with me here. But I know that Pete is especially a big fan of the song that's being covered in question here. I don't know if he's ever heard the cover version that I'm about to play, but, you know, we'll see. Let me know if you like it, Pete. Uh, But, yeah, this is from a band called Adrenaline Mob, and they have a covers EP called Coverta. And, you know, it's... Mostly like the by the numbers cover songs. You got your Van Halens and your Sabbaths and your stuff like that, which is cool. But this is the real oddball because it's from the 80s. It's a song from the late 80s, 1989 specifically. So here you go. Here's Adrenaline Mob covering a song originally performed by Badlands called High Wire. Check it out. <laughs>
All right, there you go. That was Adrenaline Mob from their covers EP, Coverta. That was the Highwire, originally a Badlands song. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed that, Pete. Uh, so, yeah, they're kind of like, a, I guess, a pseudo supergroup, different guys, kind of a revolving door here and there. But uh, that was Russell Allen, who's the lead singer of Symphony X, real talented band, a uh, band I haven't really dived deep into, but I've enjoyed Symphony X when I've heard him over the years. Uh, also, uh, that was Mike Portnoy on drums, of course, the great Mike Portnoy. Uh, so, yeah, there you go, a little, some fun facts right there for you. I wasn't sure if that was going to be A.J. Perot or uh, Mike Portnoy on drums, but, uh, yeah, I like the Twisted Sister tie-in anyway, so there you go. Speaking of talented musicians, uh, one of my favorites right here uh, is played for so many different people. You really do have to look this guy up, like, online, just to find out how many legends this guy has played for. And uh, as far as, like, considered, like, sort of session guys, you know, travelers, what have you, this guy is definitely in that upper echelon iconic status of utility players. Uh, Adrian Ballou, who actually I went back and listened to these uh, three albums that he did over the course of 2005 and six. Uh, so I like Adrian a lot. And of course, the King Crimson stuff reference Zappa and a few other things, Bowie. So yeah, the guy's been around and the guy's greatness. Uh, but, you know, I, I think there's something to be said for his solo stuff. It's it's not the best stuff in the world, but, you know, every now and then I'll hear a track come up on the shuffle or something and be like, oh, yeah, that's really good. And I just really like the randomness of this right here because uh, I'm a big Harry Nelson fan. Speaking of talented guys, one of the great songwriters of all time. There was a tribute album out for Harry back in the 90s called For the Love of Harry, Everybody Sings Nelson. And that's where I'm pulling this track from right here. So from the great Adrian Ballou, here is his cover of a song that was originally from an animated movie that Harry did the music for called The Point. And this is a nice little track. It's called Me and My Arrow. Me and my arrow. Just to break up, I'll carry on. 
the great Adrian Ballou with his version of Harry Nilsson's Me and My Arrow. That song's from the For the Love of Harry tribute album, originally came off of Music from the Point. So yeah, if you got kids out there, you go YouTube or download uh, The Point. It's a cool old animated movie from the 70s, which actually has a good message to it as well. And depending on which version you get, you might actually get Ringo Starr narrating it, so there's a win right there. I think Ringo just celebrated, what, his 80th birthday? Happy birthday, Ringo. Peace and love, peace and love. So, yeah, anyway, there you go. I could tie that in somehow to the next artist, but uh, it would take a lot longer than you'd probably be willing to give me. So let's just move on to the next song here. You know, um, Aerosmith really hasn't given me a lot to, like, give it up for them, you know, especially over the last, what, decade and change. Uh, But, you know, I still give them a shot, and... It's really just because of all the great memories I have of going to see him live. Some some really great shows that I've seen of theirs. And the last time I saw him, I think it really was, was like in 06 or 07 when they were doing the co-headline tour with Motley. Or it was sort of co-headline. Aerosmith was definitely the headliner that night for sure. Uh, but they were really good. And even though uh, I remember Tom Hamilton actually wasn't on that leg of the tour because he was sick or he was he actually was dealing with cancer or something like that. And uh, but it was still a really great show, and they were out supporting basically a best of because they didn't have a new album out. But they had two new songs on a best of, and, and you know you don't need another best of Aerosmith for sure. You know it's just definitely one of those things just to put something out uh, because God they definitely have more comps than studio albums at this point I would think. Uh, but there was a there was a best of they were supporting at the time called Devil's Got a New Disguise, and I thought the two new songs on there were actually pretty damn good. So. It's one of those things that when iTunes came along, I was like, oh, good, I can actually get these songs and not have to worry about you know, owning this thing that I really don't need. Uh, so, yeah, figured th- these songs kind of really just died a quick death. And I think they did play this particular song on that tour. So since I have a good memory of that show, and I think the two songs on here were pretty quality, I figured I'd share them here with you on the odds and ends. Truly an odd and end because also if you're a brand new song on a Greatest Hits album, you definitely belong in this category. So here you go. This is Aerosmith with Devil's Got a New Disguise. Sweet Susie Q. She was a rebel. No angel wings. More not the devil. She was so hot. So cool and nasty. Believe it or not. Here's what you ask me.
All right, there you go. Aerosmith with Devil's Got a New Disguise, probably from around 2007 or so. And where I was working at this oil and gas company at the time. And I got free tickets from them to go to the show. It's not something you've heard a thousand times on the radio every day. So that's why you come to a place like Rock Strikes 10. So hope you enjoyed that. Moving on here. Here's a true odd and end. I've played a lot of covers on this episode. And this one is no exception. But it also comes from a movie soundtrack. So double downing on it being a true odd and end right here. This song is taken from a soundtrack to a really bad movie. Which... I don't hate. It's just one of those I just can't defend as art. As a big pro wrestling fan, it was definitely kind of a black eye on the overall culture of things. But there was this real bad movie that was put out called Ready to Rumble back in 1999 or 2000 or something like that. It was around then, back when the big boom was still happening for pro wrestling. And this was definitely just a cash-in thing. I like how movies like this, they always seem to find like someone that's willing to take a paycheck to be in it to give it some sort of legitimacy. So in the case of Ready to Rumble, it's Martin Landau playing a, an old-school like throwback professional wrestler from back in the day. And he plays a trainer. Uh, but yeah, it's a bad movie. But the soundtrack is quasi-interesting, just really for this entrant and maybe like one other song. The soundtrack has a couple of cool cover tracks on it. One being Biff Naked's really cool version of We're Not Gonna Take It, which I like better than Joan Jett's version, and pretty much any of the other covers that are out there of that song. Uh, but this one right here, man, this is an oddball, and I have to play it for you. I might, I don't know. Have I played this on the show before? If I have, it's been years. So here you go, with fresh ears. Uh, I, I was going to say in happier times, but they're actually getting along again. Uh, so here you go. This is Amit and Dweezil Zappa collaborating on a song that you may have heard a few times. So here you go. Yeah. 
There you go, the Zappa Brothers, Amit and Dweezil right there with their version of Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. Hope you enjoyed that. Yes, that's on the Ready to Rumble soundtrack if you're interested. So, yeah, maybe you hated it. I don't know. I, I love it. I, I love the Zappas anyway, but yeah. And you can't deny just how catchy some of them songs are, can you? All right, moving on here. So... Once again, this is a true odd and end in the sense that it comes from a live album. But what this is, it's basically almost like a half cover, if you will. Now, the voice that you're used to hearing singing this song is singing on this track. Uh, but it's a different band doing it. So, yeah, if that's not an odd and end. Yeah, so this is actually taken from the live sentence album by Alcatraz featuring the one of the greatest rock vocalists ever, Graham Bonnet, right here. And Graham Bonnet came from Rainbow prior to Alcatraz. So this is one of the bigger hits uh, that Rainbow has ever had. So it happens to be one of Graham's songs, which actually the song was written by Russ Ballard. There's a little fun fact for you. But yeah, one of the great rock songs of all time, done live by Alcatraz this time. So here you go. This is Since You've Been Gone. <laughs> Just go to show 
All right, now your life is complete. You've now heard Ingve Malmsteen play guitar on Since You've Been Gone. <laughs> yeah. uh, I tease Ingve because he's a pretty terrible human being. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was Alcatraz with Since You've Been Gone from Live Sentence. I had to look this up, but this was recorded at the Nakano Sun Plaza in Tokyo in 1984. So there you go, a little fun fact there for you. And yeah, Alcatraz, great band. They only have a handful of records out. I think like three studio albums or something like that. And Grant Bonnet kind of has a version of Alcatraz out right now again. Uh, but yeah, that guy's great. Anything he does is awesome. So yeah, check him out and all of his different ventures that he's doing. We got time for one more song, as the rule applies here to Rock Strikes 10. And we're going to end on a super strong one for me. Uh, this comes off one of my favorite soundtracks of the 90s. Just a, a perfect mix of the time. And uh, I even like the movie, as cheesy as it is. Uh, but yeah, there was this uh, kind of... It was in the theaters, but it, it didn't really do well. So it's almost kind of like a pseudo-cult thing. But there was a movie in the 90s called Brain Scan uh, that had Edward Furlong. And you know, we're talking about Ready to Rumble, where they get the one legit guy in there. Uh, in this case, Frank Langella is, uh, I guess, sort of the antagonist of the movie. Uh, one of them, at least. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I like Brain Scan. It's a fun little movie. But it's got a killer soundtrack. Uh, there's some really cool bands on there. Some I've even played on the show before. But I look for any reason to use this song. And just one of the cool bands that maybe you haven't heard, you know, during the 90s alternative grunge movement. Uh, this band should have been one of the bigger ones. They definitely had great songs. They're kind of like Seaweed in the sense of they had some of the better songs and records, but no one knows who the shit they are now. Uh, but this band, super cool band from CZ Records called Alcohol Funny Car. And this is just one of those perfect songs for me. I just love this song. So uh, why waste time? Closing off the show, this is Alcohol Funny Car and the song Shapes.
All right, there you go. Closing off the show. That was Alcohol Funny Car and the song Shapes, which I got from the Brain Scan soundtrack. So it makes it an odd and in for me. That's how I originally heard it. I think it might actually be on one of their albums now that I'm thinking about it. But, oh, well, like I said, any reason to play that song, love that song. All right, so you can forgive me, right? It's an odd and in. It's new to everybody else, right? Okay. And uh, I promise I'll continue to do these here and there. I think definitely the next episode is going to be part two of the letter A. We're going to finish off the letter A as I'm compiling all the odds and ends, as I obsessively go through my iTunes library, making all those year folders so I can do some quality episodes here of Rock Strikes 10 down the pike, as I'm doing that right now, hopefully. So, yeah. Actually, I'll go ahead and tease you with a couple of things that I got brewing for the show. I'm definitely going to do these. It's not one of those things I'm going to say I do it and I don't do it. Uh, and I, that's never really happened too much here on the show, if ever. Uh, but currently, the one you'll hear... Just after me dealing with the letter A here for the odds and ends, I'm going to do an official Rock and Rank retrospective on Anthrax. We're going to rank all of the studio albums, plus it's going to be a two-parter because they actually have 11 studio albums. So I'm going to sprinkle in a ton of odds and ends for you dealing with just Anthrax specifically and the EPs that they've done and stuff like that, live albums, covers. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, even if you're not a fan, I especially hope you tune in for it and get a hopefully an appreciation of one of the great metal bands of all time there in Anthrax. And the longer thing that I'm working on, the big epic one for this year, and I really want to do two of these year retrospectives during this year, in addition to the new records that are coming out this year, but I'm definitely going to do a best of 2005. Who else is going to do that, huh? Just this show. So I'm working on that. I am, uh, you know, about halfway through ranking the albums from 2005, though, and I got a lot of them. Yeah, stay tuned. All those great shows are coming up. Stay tuned on the next episode for part two of The Odds and Ends, dealing with the letter A. And while we see you out here, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, and the best damn outro song in the business. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is rockstrikes10 at gmail.com When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message us for more details or to order. U.S. or APO boxes only. For now. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all of the episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, please check out our other quality shows, including The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other, The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative, the Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock, with Joey and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl podcast, with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.